This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back, guys. DG Aslan KMOX. Happy Thursday to you. Enjoy the beautiful weather because next week it's going to get hot again. 405, uh, going to talk to our buddy Brian Kilmeade from Fox and Friends. He's the author of the new book, Teddy and Booker T. Be out November 7th. Brian, great to talk to you again, pal. How are you? What's going on? I'll just, uh, I don't, no one cares about this but me, but it's what's going on. I dropped my daughter off for a freshman year at KU. She's rushing sororities, and I'm living and dying with Alpha Chi Omegas and Tri Delts and things I don't know anything about. So once again, uh-huh. your life changes, and suddenly you find yourself swimming in waters you're unfamiliar with. Yeah, I'm, that's what I'm doing, too. I'm going to be uh, off tomorrow uh, because I'm dropping my daughter at school. We're moving her in right now. I left right after... Uh, right after work, she's got soccer that starts, so I'm heading over there now. How you feeling about it? Well, she's a junior now, so and I've been through this with my son, and now he's back in uh, going to law school, actually. Nice. And now my, my other daughter just graduated, um, so she's going to start teaching in the fall, uh, like actually in a couple of weeks. So I'm looking forward to this soccer season, and, you know, I, I you know, just said it's, it's, it's exciting. I mean, it's because this is... In high school, you know, you go to class, you wonder what your class is going to be like, how your team's going to do. But now this is a slice of life. You go back and they, they get in touch with their uh, friends again and they start that life again. So they're excited to get going. Yeah. So it's it's, inter- it's interesting time. Did your kids go far away from home? Uh, four hours. Yeah, same. It's about three and a half to KU from where we are. Yeah, okay, similar. Hey, I wanted to start out with you the way we had uh, Cuomo on yesterday, and I want to ask you the same thing because you guys are in similar positions that uh, you know Rudy Giuliani, you know Donald Trump. I feel like I know them, but it's only because I've watched them on television for decades. How does this hit you knowing these guys and everything that's going on? Well, no, Rudy Giuliani is not the same guy. So Donald Trump is the same guy. Exactly. So Rudy what Giuliani said. is. Yeah, I mean, he's just not the same guy. And he got he got Trump in a lot of trouble in in Ukraine. And even more reflecting on it. And I got a big interview uh, next week with the prosecutor that uh, that I don't think anybody else got actually. And he told me he hasn't given any interviews. Uh, the guy that that Joe Biden fired in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. You know, so they, they knew Joe Biden was up to no good, no question. His son on the board, there was something there. But you don't just send Rudy Giuliani to create havoc in the country and say, you know, I'm looking to sideline the president's possible opponent. It's the most ham-handed thing ever. But there was a lot of crap going on in Ukraine. 
uh, that Joe Biden's got is up to is, in my view, is up to his ears in. And, you know, led by his son, who's a bit of a moron, and Devin Archer, who's not. And uh, now you got Kofor Black. This guy used to be with the CIA. He's also on the board of Burisma. So there's a lot there. Now, with Donald Trump, you know, what you do is, you know, uh, Dave, in life, there's certain people, you, you know, it's your area of expertise. Listen, I'm looking to go into real estate. Get me involved in something good. And you try, I trust you. And all of a sudden, you got me involved in something, and it's corrupt, and the guy that's Holding the money is in the mob. And I'd say, Dave, thought we were friends. Well, you know, what, what can I do? I'll get you out of it. Really? Uh, yeah, I shouldn't have trusted you. But, you know, you said you can handle it. So Rudy's not the same guy. With, with Trump, I'm an interesting point. As you know, I've said to you, I think I've said to you, that after January 6th, there's no way he's going to get elected. And mm-hmm. I thought it was the dumbest speech ever. And I'm never going to make excuses for the violence that took place in law enforcement. They would say, no excuse for hang Mike Pence. Are you kidding? rationalize that are you nuts and he did not pick the right candidates in many cases in in the midterms but what's happening right now is actually taking those 20 percent of not never trumpers but likely not trumpers and put them in his column he's been so overcharged this is so overzealous this is so overdone that people are going wait now i'm taking it personal now you're going i'm going to go finish this guy off and he's leading and then you're going to go i'm going to stick him in the courtroom so my aged president can go back in the basement and does not have uh, does not have to campaign. And I think that I can't tell you what's going to happen in the next few months. But as it stands right now with these cases, all four of them lined up. The first one, throw in the street. The fourth one is a piece of crap. Uh, Jack Smith is uh, is a saber-toothed tiger taken out of the Hague uh, to destroy the room, upend the furniture, and, and throw the uh, and, and destroy the place. So I'm not saying there aren't stuff there, but to go from making, you know, uh, one the first time the president was indicted, made history, and now you've gone four, and they're talking about Nevada now and Arizona? I mean, you got to be kidding me. So, uh, I think I'm, I'm going to go to Milwaukee, and I'll, I'll be there, and I'm going to talk to a lot of people. But even guys who want to run against him are going, this is ridiculous. And, and it's way overdone. And now back to CNN, literally – the only time they don't talk about Trump is to talk about uh, to talk about threats on the judge's life that's something to do with Trump, or they're talking about Maui. So, Brian, I think it's Monday is the the big debate with Brett and Martha, and everyone's waiting to see whether Donald Trump will be there or not. Handicap that for me. I, I, I can make an argument both ways. I'm sure you can as well. But if if he called you and said, Brian, what's your advice? What would you tell him? You know, in, in one nation, I just we just put together the montage of moments that uh, made or break people in the debates, in the big debates, not the, not the one-on-ones. And we had to choose for about 20 for Trump. They were so good. 20, I mean, in the big stage. And he just is so confident. The one little line, take it on Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio, Chris Christie, uh, Mike Huckabee, uh, uh, Dr. Ben Carson, and you forget, and, and Jeb Bush, and... Rand Paul, you forget the lines that he just marginalized these lawyers with. These, you know, these prosecutors, they could not keep up with them. So I would think, no, until the turn yourself in by the 25th proclamation came out from that prosecutor. And I'm thinking, wouldn't it be great if I'm Trump to go turn myself in in the morning, just as you're trying to humiliate me with fingerprints and mugshots? I do it. 
And not only am I not bothered by it, I take my plane and go debate eight people. That would be Trumpian to me. Brian, I'm wondering how you feel about this press conference that's supposed to go down on Monday. Reports are saying that Trump's legal team are advising him to not do it and not expose the fraud as he's claiming he's going to do. What do you think about that entire situation? Well, are you paying your legal team a lot of money? Can you please listen to them for once in your life? Uh, I have no interest in relitigating Georgia. I understand the prosecutor is making us, but if it's anything like the Rudy Giuliani presentation with his tan with his tan in a bottle leaking down his face, I don't have good memories of that. Mm-hmm. So every time we're promised proof positive that the election was stolen, it ends up being uh, the, the my pillow guy explaining that the Chinese using algorithms we haven't seen before uh, and stuff that we can't decipher. So I am not confident that something's going to happen Monday if Donald Trump gives that gives that press conference. And I hope he cancels it. And back to Wednesday when we get to see the debate, who are you most excited to see on stage? I, I saw that Tim Scott is pouring like $8 million into television ads. Uh, you've talked about Nikki Haley on the show before. Who are you most excited to see perform? Well, I think uh, DeSantis is the most on the line. And I think the best thing that happens to DeSantis is to get attacked. I think he does best then. He really does. If he just lets his mind loose because he's an extremely bright, sharp lawyer, if he lets it go. Because he knows he goes deep into policy. The guy reads everything. And I think he's got a photographic memory. If he could get challenged on some things, that's the best thing that could happen to him. And, I, you know, I saw those papers that leaked out that said the bar word is he's going to go after Ramaswamy because he's the biggest threat. I think that would be a mistake, always punching down his mistake. Uh, but be ready to go after him should the situation prevail itself. And when Chris Christie, and I liked what they did, if this is true and these papers are authentic, they said, wait for Chris Christie to go after Trump over the top and then go defend Trump. Because, could you know, DeSantis, if he's going to win, has got to get the Trump, anybody who's going to win, has got to get the Trump base plus. Yeah. Right now, nobody has the Trump base except Trump. And Ramaswamy's got the best formula. Hey, he's a great guy. He was a great president. I think he's polarizing to other people, not to me. I want to win and make him my advisor. Hard to get mad and come up with a nickname with a guy that says, I want to make him my advisor. If I'm and he was a great president, uh, DeSantis, you know, defending the president on his policies and certain things and showing me as a target might work for him. So I'm interested in that. I'm the biggest Tim, Tim Scott fan around, but it's going to be hard for Tim Scott to get off any zingers because no one's going to attack him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nobody. What about on the other side of the aisle, Brian? If it uh, first of all, how do you handicap that as far as Biden actually being the nominee, actually going? And if not, who who is there? Well, you know, I was at the White House yesterday doing a feature for Teddy and Booker T. And I was talking to a few reporters, and they say it's remarkable how he's slowed down over the last six weeks. Wow. And, you know, the, the economy, the Bidenomics, I, I lied to you. It's not an Inflation Reduction Act, which we talked about. Of course it wasn't. It was a Green Energy Act. Said, yeah, I never should have named it that. Meanwhile, people are being ridiculed for calling it that when we said this is not going to reduce inflation. They said, well, you're biased. You know, you just, you know, this is the action you need to take in order to juice the economy to keep inflation. We'll go, no, spending doesn't usually help inflation. And now they go, yeah, I never should have named it that. It really doesn't affect inflation. And for him to make up another story about watching a bridge fall down and go back to a story about his grandfather dying in the same hospital the day that he was born when it happened in a different hospital and was five months apart, 
I, I mean, you got to wonder if this guy's going to hold himself together. And if not, I look for Jared Polis. I look for, uh, I look for uh, J.D. Pritzker. I would look for Gavin Newsom. And Kamala Harris is the worst. So I don't see, you know, she might declare, but no one's going to follow her. Yeah, Brian, tell us about Teddy and Booker T. Well, I mean, you have two unlikely people came together to pick up for Frederick Douglass and Abraham Lincoln at a time in which America was divided. You know, I was lucky enough, born in New York, you uh, in the Midwest, but in the South, they were holding on to that uh, separate but equal, Plessy versus Ferguson, uh, black codes, and it was a tough place to live. But this guy, born a slave, not only did he educate himself, one of the smartest men in America, he set up institutions and trade schools that helped uh, – hundreds of thousands, if not millions, for generations. And he did it by combining with powerful people like Andrew Carnegie uh, and and J.P. Morgan um, and, and Rosenwald, the Rosenwald Schools, the founder of Sears. But most of all, with a guy very powerful in Teddy Roosevelt, who almost died as a child, Nobody, not many people thought much of him. They thought he was a bit of a joke. And he ends up combining with Booker T. Washington to move uh, race in America forward at great personal risk. And I just thought it was a story that needed to be told. Brian, I, I, I'm i embarrassed in my ignorance of this, but the Roosevelt family, obviously very famous. Were the Roosevelts the Roosevelt when Teddy was uh, born and small? Well, no, I mean, I mean, the way they come back, his father had money, no question. Uh, but it was FDR, a cousin. Eleanor, who was the daughter of, uh, of Teddy's brother, who had a bit of alcohol problem. Uh, they were extremely tight, so the families were tight. But they weren't famous, but they were impactful. I mean, they were enough to have uh, a place in New York City, a place on Long Island. They were considered successful. But when Teddy was born, this guy had none of the, those freedoms because he was about 100 pounds, could not go to public school. They thought he was going to die. He could not breathe. Uh, and they had to homeschool him. The first time he was actually around his friends was in college. So people are like, man, I can't believe this guy survived. His dad said, listen, you got to build up your mind you gotta, uh, because you, can't, you don't have a very good body. And he went the other way. He built up his mind, and then he went to become this great physical fitness guy who wanted, to, who never would stop. You know, would make you and I look lazy or unmotivated. And so that's why I just think they're two unlikely people to ever be the great leaders of their generation. Whose mom, Teddy Roosevelt's mom, was uh, from the Confederacy, from the South. Her her brothers fought for the Confederacy, hmm. and. You know, she was uh, talking about how great the South was, but Teddy Roosevelt was not really buying it. And he was born in a place that, you know, there was racism, clearly, a sense that whites were better than blacks, certainly. But but not the race race issues of the South where lynchings and threats, if you want to vote, were an issue. And they knew this had to be addressed. And they knew every day that they did it, they were putting their life and limit risk. And they just trained, they just showed generations how, how you can come together, blacks and whites, and the things we know now, there is no difference. It's who you are and not the color of your skin. And Booker T. Washington saw racism every day and said, okay, I'm staying here. I'm going to make it better. I'm going to teach people that come to Tuskegee. They're going to learn to study, but at night they're going to learn a trade. And we're going to learn to make bricks and build houses and and build farms. So if, if we're not going to be able to get hired, we're going to create our own businesses. And that's why I just think that the more you read about Teddy Roosevelt and Booker T. Washington, but Booker T., your jaw is just on the floor. And he just said the courage he took and the vision that he had, born a slave until nine, 
you say, man, I wish I had a tenth of his foresight and courage. Just great Americans who I want to highlight. So that will be out on November 7th. Uh, Very nice to talk to you, buddy. I miss you and uh, wish you and your daughter well. Go back and take care of her. Uh, Back at you, too. And hopefully we'll make this a regular thing, Dave. All right, pal. Thanks, Brian. All right, so I haven't talked about Sasquatch for weeks. What's new? What's new? I had a thought. (laughs) (laughs) Just playing go fish on her phone. She's like, what? (laughs) Got any Sasquatch? I was just thinking that if you look at the fossil record and if you look at all the different homo this and homo that and all the, you know, the, the lineage, that Sasquatch fits a lot better than we do. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you're from another planet and you, you're watching and you're looking at all these, like, the evolution happening, going from this to, you know, Florentes to this to the Denisovans to the Neanderthals, that and you put a Sasquatch out there, the way they're described, and you put us out there and you go, which one makes more sense? It's clearly them. Mm-hmm. They look way more like what we've always looked like. Yeah. We're the weird looking ones, hairless and small. And so that's kind of why they're considered, like, Potentially the missing link, right? Because yeah. don't we still think there's a missing link kind of between, like, because the jump is just so huge from the most recent one of those we know mm-hmm. to what we are today that there just has to be something that we don't know about that happened in between there. Yeah. It's the aliens. That's a theory, too. I know it is. Mm-hmm. I don't, uh-huh. to, to be clear, I do not believe such uh-huh. things because there is you, no evidence, but I'm open to it. What do you believe, Mr. Kevin? I don't know. Yeah. That's honestly, he knows what he doesn't believe. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm honestly, that's what that would be my take. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Rach, what's the phone phobia thing that's hit Gen oh Z? Oh my goodness, Generation Z. Now this is the big story that keeps floating around everywhere. That Generation Z has phone phobia. They're terrified to answer the phone or make a phone call because they feel awkward and they don't know what the other person looks like on the other end. They're worried that they're being annoying or something, so they'll do anything they can to text instead. And I'm going, okay, assuming this is a real story and you guys actually have phone phobia, sometimes you just got to grow up and just make the phone call. It's easier on everyone than to wait for a text back. Sometimes you just need that quick, got to make my doctor's appointment over the phone. It's not going to kill you. It's not that big of a deal. Relax, kids. Are you guys like that? No, I'm fine talking on the phone. Yeah, I've gotten better. For for a while there in my 20s, I, w- I had kind of phone phobia. I was I would just do anything to not talk on the phone. Now I do it all the time. I, I don't even like doing it. I can't imagine assuming. this will be the first thing that you fear. So <laughs> No, I mean, I, I mean, I avoid calls if I don't know the number, but if it's somebody I know, it's I'm like, no, don't worry. It's all good. You can talk to people. It's fine. It could be someone who's afraid of things. <laughs> 440 DGS. The game tonight is, uh, I believe, 615, so pregame will start at 515. Wheels, you intrigued me on the Google Doc with the thing about writing off your student loans. Yeah, how about this? So somebody made, I don't, even, I don't think it was an expert. It was just somebody who was discussing things on Twitter. And they made the point that if, if your job or your career requires a college degree, why can't you write that off as a business expense once you're in that career when you're paying Ooh. back the student loans? So not necessarily whatever you paid up front, but what you're paying as student loans why is that not ex- accepted as a business expense, but some rich guy can write off their yacht because they take three clients on it a year? 
I think the tax code is one of the worst things this country's ever done. I think it's one of the most classist, racist things that we've ever done. I think it is 100 uh, percent built for the rich. Uh, hurts the middle class, hurts the poor. It's incredibly beyond complicated. The fact that anyone uh, can be put in jail, you know, I mean, other than just you blatantly were committing a fraud. But when they threaten you, as they do, that if you don't carry the one or if you pay 500 instead of 1500 you get the red letter, you're going to go to jail. F you. What a, what, what a disgusting misuse of power the whole system is. Well, and, and the IRS has admitted it's easier to pick on the little guy than it is to go after the big fish that are actually stealing people. Because someone, like, for example, if they came after me, I don't have millions of dollars to pay a lawyer, or I, I don't have access to the best lawyers. I don't have an access to a team of lawyers. I just gonna end up end up just settling with them. I'm gonna end up figuring out a number and settling it up and then making payments. Where somebody that's super rich is gonna be like, Nope, here's my team of lawyers. That's right. Ten years from now, you'll, right. you may settle this. Yeah, you want $10 million from me. I know that in five years I'm going to pay you $1.5. Go away. You're boring me. Yeah. Whereas we are crapping our pants. Yeah. I mean, so many things are set up this way, though. Yeah. So many things are because who writes laws? Well, I mean, technically, right, elected people write them, but they don't really. Lobbyists write laws because they're the ones that make these proposals and say, do it this way, do it this way, and here's all my money that's going into your reelection campaign. If I were in charge, the IRS code would be one page, and I'm not exaggerating. Flat tax. Make it 10%, 20%, 25 whatever. I, that, I'm not even that worried about that. Just get rid of all of these loopholes that only the rich can really take care of. Poor people have none. Uh, working class have very, very few that what save you a thousand bucks, two thousand bucks. Yep. And while the rich people are paying three percent, five percent, ten percent. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 